to the MX Vice SMX Review Show, talking all things AMA with myself, Ben Rumbold, and my colleague, Brad Wheeler. We've got a special guest here joining us as well. So, how are you doing, Brad? All good? Enjoyed the racing on Sunday and Saturday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good weekend. Lots, lots of racing going on with the uh, kicking off the, the WSX, obviously the uh, the Pro Motocross at Redbird, as well as the, the GP in Indonesia. It's a... Uh, Took, took a while to catch up on all the racing, but um, yeah, it was a good, good weekend from motocross fans. I was at the British Championship commentating as well, so all of that was oh, going on. Man. So yeah, the uh, the results service needed all of us to, to pile in and get things going on there. So that was uh, a good crack. But yeah, so certainly been busy there, and uh, but not quite as busy perhaps as our uh, our guest here. He's certainly had a very busy season, and uh, as he says, he's had his phone ringing off the hook. So yeah, we'll just uh, bring him in very soon. We'll just uh, first off to just quickly uh, note to our sponsors and say thank you to AS3 Performance, uh, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts from hardware and protection parts, including skid plates and radiator braces to performance cooling parts including silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits as3 also have a huge range of brake clutch and gear levers all with different features and adjustability check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk uh, also thanks to kawasaki motors uk who are pleased to announce the arrival of the new klx 140r range the easy to ride klx 140r machines come in three different sizes ranging from juniors first tentative steps to pushing the door wide open on adult riders. The highly regarded KLX140R range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local offer dealership for more information. Uh, we're also fueled, with, fueled by Golf Race Fuels, across sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing and further afield. The Golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline. And massive thanks also to Evenstrokes.com who support the podcast here. And with a little help there, you can just get some help towards your kit just by listening to this podcast and listening right now to this man. Yep, just for uh, listening to the podcast, use the discount code BRADWHEELER10, so that's BRADWHEELER10. Put that in at the checkout and uh, it'll knock 10% off your overall price. And uh, yeah, anything you buy, even strokes, does get put straight back in to the motor community via MX Vice. So um, yeah, anything you, anything you need to buy, head over to evenstrokes.com. Great stuff, and uh, yeah, now time to bring in our guest here. As I say, he suddenly had his phone ringing off the hook because he's put himself right at the front end uh, in one of the biggest championships in the, on the planet. So we say, yeah, Mr. Ty Masterpool, welcome to the show. Hey, guys, I appreciate you guys thinking of me, and yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, no problem at all. We've certainly been setting things alight there this uh, this season with a, obviously a great um, first ride there at Thunder Valley, and then, uh, yeah, coming through and getting as close as anybody has got to Jet all year, I think, there at... Uh, the first couple of corners there at Redbird. So, uh, yeah, what's uh, what's your take on it all? How come you think it's uh, sort of suddenly, how come you're suddenly right at the sharp end, do you think? Uh, I mean, it's been a lot of hard work and stuff leading up to this moment. So, uh, yeah, I mean, been putting in the work. It's been a rough couple of years and stuff. We have had a lot of up and downs and some uh, small injuries that's kind of set me back the last couple of years. But, uh, no, I mean, it's really just been an emotional couple of years and nice to see uh, the hard work paying off and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, a little bum, my bike blew up on the second moto. But uh, it happens. It's part of the sport. And, uh but yeah, a little bummed on that, but uh, no, it was awesome. Redbud was sick. The fans there always the sickest and stuff. That they were going crazy and stuff. So yeah, it was awesome. Really wish I could have got on the podium there just for the fans. And all that. <laughs> yeah, it looks like one of the most fun podiums of the entire season. What was it that actually happened to the machine? Uh, uh, not for sure exactly. I think just uh, overheated and blew up. 
I mean, it is just kind of a, a fully stock bike. So, I mean, the bike's handling pretty good to be hanging up there with the factory boys and stuff like that on a full stock bike. But, uh, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, you, can't, you kind of get yourself an, as a name as a bit of a, a red bud specialist but uh i think it's just because it, it just i don't know if it's it just seems this way but it kind of seems like this is the only race that you've you've done consistently over the last sort of three or four or five years you you've always seemed to be sort of fighting fit at red bud and then either sort of don't make the start of the season or you catch an injury and you don't make the end of the season but yeah it just kind of seems you're making a name for yourself as a red bud a red bud guy <laughs> yeah and i'm funny i'm always just kind of ready to go at red bud it's uh I don't know if people think I just performed there, but it's the only race that I've really done in the last couple of years. Last year, uh, I was leading Red Bud on a full privateer bike again in the 250 class. And uh, actually, I think my ride at Southwick the weekend after last year was a more impressive i just kind of started in 30th place and uh worked my way up to like eighth or so something like that but uh yeah i mean red buds is kind of cool they have a pretty good start how it was last year so it kind of worked like on the slower bike with uh my techniques and stuff there but uh yeah red buds obviously one of my favorite tracks too and just the fans there and everything red buds is really good vibes there yeah i think like obviously just looking at the results don't really reflect the uh like the way how well you rode i mean you were <clears throat> you were hanging out there in second for a lot of the race and then yeah. um yeah i mean like chase managed to get by then you then again sort of sat there in third for a long time um i think dylan, dylan sneak by and then obviously the, the the coming together with ac was just uh yeah unfortunate sort of wrong place wrong time but um still so the sixth and then obviously had yeah, a bike problem but um yeah that sixth was could have easily been a, a fourth and the dnf could have easily been like another third or fourth so yeah shame really yeah i mean i felt like i kind of had third and then uh first one i kind of got caught up with some uh lappers and then uh did some kind of small stuff and then unfortunately and stuff with ac obviously it wasn't on intentional on his spot it wasn't like he was trying to take me out or anything like that so no hard feelings there but uh yeah this part of it kind of tough luck it is what it is and yeah was it a pretty nasty looking crash because he, he, he seems to sort of suddenly do like a front somersault over and, and then landed almost flat on your back on the top of the tabletop so yeah i mean were you okay after that or is it you've got like a sort of big black spot somewhere yeah i uh, kind of bounced off my head actually so i kind of uh, oh. That's pretty good. Actually, I like broke one of my toes. I think my toe got hit on his uh, on his handlebar or something. So like I thought my, my foot was like so hot when I was riding. I didn't know if I was like bleeding out in my boot or something like that. But I <laughs> broke one and then I didn't break it I just kind of like popped it out and stuff so it's not broken it's back in now uh, yeah just a little bump. <laughs> nothing nothing serious but uh, yeah my bike was just really banged up uh, from that one and stuff so do you think that was anything to do with uh, do you think that damage from that crash was anything to do with why it came to a sudden stop because it was only like on the second lap that it stopped wasn't it uh, yeah not for sure uh, definitely had something to do with it my lever was pretty bent and stuff so like I don't know if my clutch was kind of halfway in or whatnot but like 
had a huge length hole hand just to pull in the clutch and stuff like that. But it was only with like two, three laps to go when that crash happened. So, uh, yeah, hard to say. I think the bike just kind of overheated. But, uh, yeah, I'm not for sure. I think the motor should be get to us uh, either tomorrow or so so we can tear it apart, kind of know what happened. So, yeah. Okay, right. So this uh, it's coming back via truck. I take it then is it when you've uh, when you've flown back, yeah? Yeah. Nice one, good stuff. So you're gonna take it apart, you say, and uh, try and go from there, or are you gonna go for a complete replacement? Do you think, or does it just depend on what's wrong? Uh, yeah, kind of depends. What? Uh, well, we can get our hands out, obviously, full privateer. So just trying to keep my head above water. But uh, no, I got a lot of people. Uh, HBI Racing. Uh, the people who are transporting my bike, they're helping me out quite a bit and stuff. But, uh, yeah, we should just have a new stock motor for uh, next weekend. So hopefully I can do media day or on Friday so I can uh, kind of break in the bike and break it in nicely instead of just throwing it straight out and get qualifying and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've earned a media day appearance. I think that's something that you can probably lay claim to now, I think. <laughs> Say, hey, I was on MX5 for somebody, some guy in England the other day. I deserve to be on media day. <laughs> I'll tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the the start of the year, you you started in the, the 250 class at Fox Raceway and then, yeah, moved to the moved to the 450 at Hangtime. Was it just, like, due to, obviously, the amount of riders that were injured in the 450 and others, like, sort of do the whole thing yourself? It's easier to... You don't need to do much, so much to the motor on a 450 compared to a 250, so it just makes it easier for a privateer guy. Or what was the like the main sort of protagonist to move into the 450 class? Uh, yeah, it was a little bit of everything. It was mainly a team decision, and uh, I mean those 250s to do it as a full privateer, it's so much money. I mean to make it dependable, I mean to make a bike that's uh, compatible. You need a new motor every single round. I mean, factory team, so much respect for them. I mean, their bikes are so good, and I just couldn't really afford it and stuff. So it was really just financially, I just need to keep my head above water and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, the 450, I mean, I'm literally racing it completely stock, just uh, with suspension, motor mounts, and obviously bars, grips, small stuff like that. But the motor is completely stock, just with an FMF pipe on there and stuff. So, uh, mm. Yeah, a lot more affordable on the 450 and stuff. We're trying to get some uh, stuff done to the motor, so hopefully I would definitely like a little bit more power and then uh, just kind of a little bit smoother shift and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, other than the, I mean, the bikes is completely stock, so it's a lot more uh, affordable. But, uh, yeah, it was just a team decision, and we obviously had to do it uh, pretty quick. I kind of wanted to – I don't know, it was, it was the last-minute decision. I only rode the bike on the Thursday before uh, Hangtown, and then we actually rode it with 250 suspension on the 450 <laughs> suspension set up to it. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty last-minute, but, uh, yeah. So sixth overall at Hangtown, that was your first race, not Thunder Valley, my mistake from earlier. But yeah, so sixth overall with 250 suspension wasn't a bad shot then. Yeah, no, it was actually, uh, yeah, suspension was all right. It was, uh, yeah, it kind of shows you how good uh, my uh, suspension guys are doing. Shout out to AHM. They've been a huge help and stuff. But uh, yeah, I was pretty surprised that the suspension just bolted right on. I didn't know that until uh, <laughs> we're talking to them. We're like, hey, we need to race a 450 this week. And they're like, just bolt the suspension on. And we're like, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, I was very surprised at that. Nice one. Do you run 250 suspension on your Kawasaki 450, Brad? Would that cope with you, do you think? No, I, I don't. I, I just stock. I don't think we've touched it. To be fair, the um, 
the, the Kawasaki, I think, is probably is the, the easiest 450 to to ride. It's like just the handling and everything is pretty forgiving. Um, yeah, I think it's the easiest 450 to ride. I think the the Austrian bikes and the Honda are, are rigid. They wear me out a lot personally. I mean, I don't do any training at the moment, so that probably doesn't help. But um, yeah, just for me, the Kawasaki is a lot easier to ride. I think, um, yeah, but it lets me sort of charge a bit more, put it that way, for longer rather than two laps. I can do about five. <laughs> do you find you work work a bit hard on the 450 tire, or is it? Do you think the 250 is harder work to ride yourself? I, 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 what side do you find it? Because you're you're not the tallest of guys, are you? You're, you're under six foot, if I'm if I remember rightly. Is that right? I mean, we're we're both on the other side, but uh, yeah, for yourself, are you finding it tougher, or are you uh, is it uh, are you coping right with the extra weight? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm actually really liking it. I haven't spent much time on the 450 at all. I mean, I really kind of rode it for the first time, probably like a month or so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm loving it. If anything, I was kind of, because I was lacking so much power on the 250, I was kind of overriding it and trying to make it work and just kind of overriding, hitting stuff, riding too aggressive and just kind of fighting it because, like, I feel like, I was flying more out of the bike and it's kind of making me a little fresh but uh, yeah definitely I can feel like I can ride better technically on the 450 and just kind of do the stuff that I uh, I need to ride technically and stuff because I have the power and kind of play around jump around the braking bumps so uh, yeah I'm really liking the 450 a lot and uh, yeah it's really and really impressive how good the bike is pretty much stock so yeah I'm liking it a lot Good stuff, and you're getting close on the uh, the point side of it to getting into this uh, SMX thing at the end of the year, aren't you? I mean, I can see from the, the sort of record there that you've got uh, maybe just what one half a year, or like maybe sort of five supercrosses to your name. Is that right on the 250? So, yeah, you're going to be um, you pretty confident you can cope with that sort of thing on the 450 when, when they start to sort of get this these weird super motocross rounds at the end of the year. Yeah, that was the the reason why we really need to make a decision quick, and that's why we went to Hangtown super last minute. Because obviously, the one of the main goals was to qualify the for the final for those final rounds. So, uh, yeah, and just to kind of show everyone uh, my super supercross skills. Unfortunately, I missed uh, most of supercross, and uh, I was really enjoying supercross and having fun with it, and uh, felt like I was doing really good. So, uh, yeah, just uh, qualify for these finals, and then. Uh, yeah, so I can uh, race those and looking forward to that. So obviously, like, yeah, you want to sort of showcase your, your Supercross skills and sort of, I'm guessing, sort of try and build like a, build yourself up to not just be like a motocross guy. So obviously, I'm guessing to sort of get on a, get on a team, like a, like a, a factory team. Um, but obviously at the moment you like not to not to sign disrespectful or disrespectful or anything but like you kind of just seem more like a motocross guy at the moment if you had many many like calls from people overseas like at the gps or like down in australia from teams down there uh yeah i've actually been in uh, contact with a lot of people uh definitely interested in the moto gps and all or mxgp sorry uh but uh yeah i've definitely been talking to a lot of people and stuff like that i always uh been interested in going over there but uh that just kind of been uh, my progression in supercross obviously uh i haven't spent much time in it uh 
but it was mainly our progression. I mean, if you do really good in Supercross early on, that's kind of what makes you point out of the 250 class. So we were kind of just getting more built, and kind of the goal was to get an outdoor title or two before getting a Supercross one because it just points you out, and it was kind of just our progression. I've never really not been a fan of Supercross or anything like that. It's just kind of how our progression has been going. And uh, yeah. yeah, just kind of rumors, but I really like Supercross, really like training on it, and uh, yeah, just kind of rumors that people say I don't like Supercross. I'm not going. <laughs> I really yeah. like Supercross, and yeah, we have like three full, fully uh, built Supercross tracks at our facility, like yeah. wood track. We have uh, yeah, everything out there. So yeah, yeah. So like the goal is to sort of get Supercross up to the same level as you are at the outdoors, then, and sort of yeah, get on on a factory team I guess yeah yeah that's for sure good stuff what do you think of this format this season because uh, a few people we've uh, spoken to have said like well okay so a really long year anyway and now you're going to tack another three rounds on it okay there's one less outdoor uh, for the season but uh, yeah what's your take on it does, does it suit you or is it uh, something that it just extends the year too much uh, yeah, I mean, I think it will work to my advantage and stuff. Uh, I really enjoy racing a lot and stuff. Obviously, it's a really, really long season we have, especially the 450 guys. I think that's half of the battle is obviously staying healthy the whole year and then just <laughs> burning out. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a lot of racing. And, you know, you got 17 rounds of Supercross, then 11 outdoors, and then the three finals. So uh, it's definitely a really long season, but I love it. To me, it's... Uh, when I'm the most uh, relaxed and, uh, you know what I mean, feeling the best is in season, honestly. In season is kind of my off time. And, uh, you know what I mean, whenever we're not in season, that's when all the work is getting put down and uh, the boot camp and all that stuff. So to me, I, I mean, to me, the vacation is whenever I'm in season and stuff, flying to the races. And that's the easier part of it, I think. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, um, you've got, you obviously had two great starts again at, at, at Red Bud. I mean, is that something you've particularly been working on with the starts? Because you were just right up there and again on a, on a, on a standard bike. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're not sure if some people are ring rusty. Obviously, a few people returning from injury and things like that. I mean, nobody from the factory, are, I think there's not one factory rider that's been able to compete in every single supercross and motocross. Like you say, the 450 is such a long season now. Uh, everybody's had at least one or two races off. Uh, so, yeah, you've that you're just sharper or is it something you've been working on for the starts yeah i feel like my starts are really good but uh i honestly don't want to qualify too high up because i kind of <laughs> place myself around the factory boys because i'm lacking in uh power a little bit like a little more power to uh kind of get a whole shot and stuff so i actually kind of yeah line myself up around those guys i was a little bummed they changed the start at red bud i felt like the other one was a little bit better and safer and stuff also but uh yeah, uh, see how see how the starts are at Southwick with the sand and stuff. Hopefully, yeah, be able to stay up there. And so, yeah, I mean, I feel like my starts have always been pretty strong. And yeah, I mean that uh, that start there. Do you remember that um, start at Red Bud? Going back to that design, it was about 2018, wasn't it? Yeah, I do remember. Um, I've, I've just got uh, an image of Cooper. There's a big pileup in the 450s, and I just remember Cooper Webb. It was like his first first or second year. He's on the factory Yamaha, just like in a in a pile um <laughs> just like like off the edge of the track um yeah i do i do i think i well i mean i've not rode either either way but um yeah i do quite like that layout for the start um i don't like the grids 
at the GPs or anywhere. I think they're shit, um, <laughs> personally. Um, Is that just because you get shit starts on them, Brad? No, I'm, I, can, I can get out of the start anywhere. You should know that by now. Um, yeah, you're pretty decent, yeah. Yeah, I just don't, yeah, just don't like it. I think it takes away like people's it takes away if you're good at starts it sort of evens out a little bit and if like if that's kind of your thing you get a good start and you're you're like a lead from the front guy it's um it can really fuck you (laughs) big time um and yeah especially i mean obviously i'm just racing it sort of like a the low national level but obviously at the 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 level that ties racing now and at the gps they're just like setting the rpms on this on the dash light thing just holding the thing just dumping the clutch and just takes off it's just yeah as easy as that is it this is literally as easy as that <laughs> do you like you can... do, you, do you prefer the great or the great or not do you prefer the grill or, or not really what do you think? Uh, honestly i'm not uh two-way i'm one way or the other uh he's right it definitely evens the playing field out a little bit on the grit and uh to me if i'm i'm really good at feeling stuff to start so obviously the dirt is a little more finesse and obviously if you have certain technique packing it there's a lot of techniques of packing like building yeah rear rear tire and you know what i mean so uh there's definitely a lot of different techniques with the dirt and it just makes you really really have to feel your start on your side lap too to have that dirt so uh the grit definitely uh makes it easier but with the with the grate it kind of it's weird so it's like you hook it up you're coming out of the gate so much faster so the ruts out of the gate are way gnarlier like it's a lot more pull oh, wow. so your wheels spinning so much faster than where you would if you're starting out of uh, dirt okay. you know what I mean? so the, the ruts get a lot deeper and a lot quicker and stuff but uh yeah i mean i'm not one way or the other it definitely uh levels out i think the plane this gives it a little more even for everyone to get start out of the grit and same feel every time and stuff so uh i mean it's it it's a double-edged sword it's the pros and cons about it so yeah i'm not really one way or the other yeah i guess there's not as much separation is there so you do all tend to arrive at the first corner more at the same time which mm. i suppose can lead to more pileups uh, and of course uh, yeah going on to the um uh, the 250s coming up there and uh, obviously what happened there there was a big pileup so yeah and possibly uh, a real consequential <laughs> one for the uh, for the championship there with hunter right at the bottom of it all um i don't know what you saw of the 250s there obviously it's quite a packed schedule the ama so i guess you don't get a chance to really watch the other class but uh, did you see any of that yourself that big first corner uh, I didn't watch it uh, up closely what uh, exactly happened, but that was kind of the reason why I was lined up on the very inside to stay out of the, the pileups and stuff. I was honestly <laughs> watch it in the first corner. I'm in like 10th or so, and then right where it opens up, I would just stick left and pin it and then have a late apex in the second corner. And uh, yeah, that's kind of why I was lined up on the inside to stay out of there. I mean, that's where I really line up most of the time too. Uh, just to kind of avoid the, the pileups and all that stuff. I mean, that stuff really out of your control. Like, I'm, I'm not for sure what exactly happened, but I'm pretty sure Hunter wasn't even at fault at all. But once yep. again, I watched it. No, I think closely, um, it's just part of it. And that's kind of why I was lined up on the way inside to stay out of that trouble and stuff. A lot of this, it's out of your control. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it was um, Jet Reynolds um, just kind of got sort of a bit like started leaning the wrong way got a bit off balance and was like leaning into hunter and then they just sort of locked and yeah that was just yeah just 
like <clears throat> just went from there. Yeah, I think. Um, but by all accounts, I think he's okay, isn't he? Um, bit banged yeah. up, few sore ribs, but we'll be back yeah, next I- week. Yeah, I just heard from my PT guy. Whenever he was working on me in between motos, that he was just pretty banged up and stuff. It, and uh, hit his head or something like that. It's crazy though. Whenever you're, now that I'm racing the 450 class, I have like no idea what's going on in the 250 class and stuff. Like the race schedule on race day is so busy and stuff, and it's hard. Yeah. So many fans there, you have like no internet. And I try, I try and watch the 250 class on my phone and stuff to look at the lines in between. Like whenever I'm getting dressed and stuff, but it's hard to get good reception when there's like 20 30,000 people in one's place <laughs> yeah I mean that that second the second 250 race it just looked like they were just railing the outsides every corner yeah just uh, hanging off the back of them just flat out around the outside I don't think I've seen Hayden Deegan use the inside once anywhere I don't yeah the second 250 race they obviously done a lot of work in the turns specifically on the outside um, yeah it looked like uh, Hayden Deegan and Levi Kitchen were just flat out around the outsides on every corner. I think it. I think it probably got a bit bit more chewed up for the second 450 race because um, obviously that's what tracks do. But, um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely the first half of the race, just the outsides everywhere were just just sat down wide open, hooking gears around the corners. But um, <laughs> yeah. Nice one. Just uh, wants to ask you, Tiger, as, as a rider that couldn't even contemplate taking on something like La Rocca's Leap, what's it like going off that thing? That just looks insane to us. Uh, uh, I love La Rocca's Leap. Uh, it's pretty cool. I actually cased it a couple, I don't know if uh, you guys saw a video. Of me no, I've seen cased it, yeah. it. I cased it a couple times in practice, and uh, I was really needing it. It was funny, and so they have different segments for uh, qualifying. I was like, segment three, three, three. And all of them. Then the Rocco's Leap, I was like segment like nine or something like that. <laughs> like I hit it in practice, and uh, it was pretty muddy and slick. So I was like going for it, and I cased it. I was handling the casing uh, pretty good, I thought. But uh, yeah, it's definitely gnarly. It's a, uh, it's really peaked too. I'm surprised they don't round it out more and stuff. Because then you okay. get like, more people sending it and stuff like that. But uh, it's so peaked, you could literally like frame it, hit your frame on it. Sheesh. But uh, yeah. It would kind of be cool to see if they uh, rounded it out because then I feel like more 250 guys would send it and it looked a little more gnarly where right now it's like if you case it it's really hard to not crash so uh, yeah but yeah, just, like, overall it's definitely a fun jump fans yeah. love it so that's cool is it just, is it just third gear wide open uh, yeah, my, I think third or fourth, yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. for sure what game I'm in, yeah, but it's wide. It's wide open, definitely. <laughs> I mean, uh, in the race, the 450, you definitely had to time it a little bit, but 250, you don't have to worry about over-jumping it. It's definitely everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. It was, it's almost easier on the 250 because it's just everything they got, and the 450, you have to... Like, whenever the, the traction's pretty good, you have to time it a tiny bit and stuff. But uh, 250, yeah, it's just everything you got for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think, the, uh, I think the layout works better, how it, how it is with the with the, the 180 after La Rocco's Leap. <clears throat> um, and then sort of back down and then through the rollers. I think it, it looked better on the TV anyway. I think, what was it? What was it like to write compared to previous years? Uh, yeah, it, it had his uh, pros and cons. It was kind of 
the 90s are hard to uh, pass on. So uh, I think they did the 180s a little bit better, like made it where it's worth it to go outside and maybe built a bigger wall for the ones uphill the rollers. I mean, I'm not, I haven't watched the race in a replay, but I don't think anyone could pass anyone around that outside before the mm. uphill rollers. I may be wrong, but I think if they put like a wall or something like that, maybe a little more to them more lines. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're both pretty good. Uh, going the, the 90 into the Rocco's Leap, I think definitely made it a little bit easier for us to hit it so that's cool yeah and that's all ultimately what they were going for i think mm. so uh yeah i i think the it was pretty cool uh yeah i kind of like the layout i think either one was uh pretty good yeah i think um yeah i think majority of the 450 guys were were hitting it and then yeah like the top i don't know a few people in the top 10 and 250s were, were jumping it yeah, I think the I quite like the rollers into the like the last sort of two corners with the like the bumps on the inside. I don't know if many people were doing it or not, but Jack was um, like just going through the rollers like normal, just sort of like wheeling through them. And then he was dropping in the last one and jumping over the over the bump in the corner. Yeah, that like was sweet. Inside nickel, it was. Yeah, like I don't know if anyone else doing it, but it gorgeous to watch. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. That's why I was kind of bummed I didn't get to watch the motos in between because you kind of catch on to small lines and mm. stuff like that. I actually, I was jumping into it and then rolling it. I wasn't jumping over it, but uh, yeah, yeah definitely a good line. That's where it's uh, really helpful to watch the motos in between and stuff, just kind of catch on to small lines like that and stuff. But uh, yeah, that was definitely a good line. Yeah. You get better Wi-Fi in the truck then, is it, for next time, yeah? I know. Private to the budget, dude. The Wi-Fi is the last on the budget right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so you got like you were sat in second in the in the first one right from the start. Did you did you see anything Jet was doing that you thought, yeah, that's kind of he's making a lot of time up there? Or was it just like the little things, just carrying a little bit more speed here, a little bit more speed there? Uh, yeah, I mean it was nothing like one thing that he does. That's just like holy crap. Uh, it's just a little bit of everything. It's just kind of linking everything together, and all that small stuff adds up. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's a really good uh, rider, really good technical, and uh, yeah, just really good rider. So not just one thing that stands out. He's just all around good rider. Mm. Yeah, massively. And um, just to ask about yourself there, Ty. I mean, for the few fans there that might you might think you've sort of come pretty much out of nowhere there. I mean, yeah. What's the sort of story that's led you to be into those sort of pro ranks, and uh, you know how, how sort of how, how old were you when you first got into it and how old are you now and uh, yeah what's your sort of plans for the near future uh yeah so actually i went pro with a star racing yamaha i went uh i won both classes at the red Alliance on uh, 125 and uh we the team and i decided that uh to go pro early so i skipped b and a class so i went pro two years early so kind of last year I guess would be should have been my rookie year, but I went right, okay. years early, uh, just to kind of get that experience. The team agreed with it and stuff like that. I'd uh, yeah, so I went pro at 17 years old, had a good uh, rookie year, and then uh, yeah, uh, did the whole season my rookie year, and then my second year, uh, the team actually Star Racing thought it was best uh, for me to sit out for a Supercross and come into outdoors because they thought I could be a title contention. So it was a team and uh, our decision to just get ready for outdoors that year and then okay. uh, unfortunately I was putting in all that work and right before outdoors I had uh, 
just a small tip over and I broke my leg. Nothing really crazy at all. Just kind of dabbed my leg and broke my uh, tibula. Jeez. And uh, yeah, and then uh, then I was off and then I came, I got released. That was COVID, COVID year. So that was 2020. So I got released, uh, I think it was a Tuesday before Redbud. And Redbud was on like a Thursday or something because it was COVID. So that's when we had uh, two races there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got released uh, like three days before the race, and the team was like, "You can uh, come out here and test whenever you get a release from the doctor's note." Because I was riding early with the doctors, and they knew that I was just riding corner tracks. So the day I got released, I flew out to California, did one day of testing with the team. They're like, "All right, ripping, you're good to go race." And then that's whenever I got the whole shot at Redbud and did the point up to my uh, older brother uh, Jesse, and uh, that's whenever I almost won Redbud there. But obviously, I I was leading. I don't know. It's a little foggy. But I was leading for most of it, and then uh, obviously, I came right off the couch. I don't care how good a shape you're in. Right, <laughs> is totally different. So uh, yeah, I start cramping up, and obviously, stuff being off the bike for three months was catching up to me. But uh, yeah, I think I led for like I don't know, twenty minutes or something like that, and then uh, yeah, started cramping, started fading pretty hard. <laughs> but then uh, yeah, and then that was that year, and then uh, unfortunately with the with uh, kind of COVID and all that, we lost Geico and a couple big uh, things. So it uh, kind of left me without a contract there. And then, uh, yeah, just been a uh, full privateer since. Yeah, so I do remember that point to the sky there at that kind of red, but that was, uh, yeah, that was pretty yeah. special around that first corner. It was a nice moment for sure. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Great stuff. So, yeah, so the, obviously, yeah, the plan now is, yeah, do as best you can in uh, in, um, in SMX and uh, get yourself as much uh, pocket money as you can from that uh, that nice big uh, uh, way. Is there, are the riders talking about the money side of it? Is that something that's made an impression on around the paddock or is it something that you just like, oh, it's just another race? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Uh, I think it's cool. Hopefully, uh, I think it will be kind of cool to see the mixture of a super motocross kind of track layout. And I think we need to, I think to eye opening for the sport, I think it would be cool for us to race in more uh, speedways and stuff like that for even outdoor rounds. But uh, yeah, I think it's uh, kind of cool. It's going to be challenging because you already have super cross suspension. That's totally different from outdoor suspension. And then now we're kind of, it's going to be hard. I'm not for sure. I haven't really talked to the suspension guys too much, but I imagine now we're going to need another set of suspension in between that. Because it kind of looks like it's going to just be a supercross track without supercross whoops, kind of. Mm. Maybe it's kind of going to be like Elena or like a Daytona kind of track without supercross whoops. I imagine it's kind of how it's going to be. Maybe a little more outdoors, but uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting uh, like that. But uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah, looking forward to all that for sure. The um, has there been any talks about the about the Metahorse of Nations yet? I mean, obviously, you're well, yeah, you're one of the best Americans in in the class at the moment. I think um, Chase is obviously he's switching teams to KTM, so the likelihood of him doing it is is lower than what it would be if he was staying on Honda. Adam and Jason, I mean, we know factory cowie's sort of history with the with it is not it's not really um looked upon very fondly you kind of unlike yeah just ap really i think you uap and degan see i think is the uh i think it's the team you're, you're going to france with 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that'd be an honor. I mean, that'd be awesome. I love the de- uh, designations, all that. Uh, yeah, that'd be an honor to go over there and represent our country. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that was, that's definitely uh, probably one of my most favorite races, just kind of growing up watching and uh, just cool to represent your country. And uh, no, that would be a honor to do that. Uh, just uh, even think that I'd probably be in the talk for being on Team USA. That'd be that'd be awesome. Man. That'd be an honor. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, well, I didn't, yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, you keep putting like putting it out there in the top five. I don't see how you how you're not in that conversation. Yeah. I mean, like Jets, obviously Australian. Yeah. Brandis is French. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the space is up for grabs unless unless they unless Tomac's making a comeback for the nations. I think um yeah, the four fifty spots are are open as far yeah, as I can really. see. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And uh yeah, yeah, I'd love to do it. Would love it. Yeah. Nice. Well, I recommend a good teach yourself French book. Just a few, uh, four, a few short weeks there, quarter of an hour a day. Oh, yeah. So you're right, aren't we? Come back and we'll talk about dinner. That'd be brilliant. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, just to review Red Bud a little bit there, of course, uh, yeah, if we go through the 250s first, I mean, uh, obviously, yeah, Hunter, I mean, away and clear that first one, quite an incredible uh, race from that side. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, obviously the big problem there that uh, that led to um, a very strange sort of mixed-up overall result there with Kitchen going 7-1 um, and ending up uh, second overall, although we did win best haircut of the weekend. That was a pretty uh, pretty <laughs> sharp setup there. Do you ever fancy doing that sort of thing, Brad? I'm sure because pitch you track uh-huh. side of the Union Jack straight into your head. I, I did dye, I did bleach it blonde like a couple of years ago. I do remember that. Um, my wife was not impressed. Was not keen. <laughs> yeah, that, that with the mustache. Stuff. She was it not. Was funny. I, I saw him walking up to writers meeting. I know they got freaked, and I was like, it was so funny. And I was, yeah, I started laughing so hard. <laughs> It looked like a bit of a cheap job because none of those colours were really quite right. It was more of like pink <laughs> turquoise and like like uh, yeah, like beige in the middle. It was a really odd. One. It looked pretty good, I think. Before it was maybe all the sweat and stuff that mixed it. Up, riders meeting early in the morning. It looked it looked pretty good. It was red white. <laughs> yeah, nice. on the podium, I was like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> got <to> this round. <laughs> Uh, absolutely brilliant then uh, yeah of course yeah Vial very nearly breaking onto the overall podium there was a nice race from Vial I thought he came through well and uh, a real shame that he came together there with uh, Ryder D in that um, in that uh, S-Bend the, the new layout there the left right I mean that was a, a tricky little crash wasn't it I mean I don't know if you saw it or certainly not, uh, myself and Brad saw it but yeah did you see it Ty did you see the crash yeah. that Vial had so yeah he came, he came I think he was expecting Ryder D to stay on the outside um, you know, so he went. He went to the inside on the left hander as Vial went on the outside. Um, so Vial was headed to the inside jump, and then Ryder D came across him. So you know, he didn't stay wide. He came across tight, and they both ended up, uh, yeah, rolling off there, which sort of cost. Uh, yeah, it did cost Vial a podium really because he was only uh, a couple of points back from Cooper. He certainly would have stayed up there. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, quite an impressive return from Cooper as well. I thought uh, after his because um, we thought he was out, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I point. think. Um, I mean, obviously, he's supposed to be Star's guy. He's if he's supposed to be moving up next year, he needs to put in some some good results. And getting beat by your uh, your rookie teammate isn't getting it done, is it? So, <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately for Justin, he's sort of in a 
almost like a lose-lose situation. Like he wins, like yeah, that's what you're supposed to be doing. You get yeah. beat by a teammate, like yeah, you need to is, pull your finger out. Is at the bottom end of a star one, two, three. I mean, I suppose he did yeah. have a, an excuse that he had a, a bad rough week before. Do you keep in touch with the star guys, Ty? Do you, did you know because Justin was in the, in the team at the same time as you? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, Justin. Uh, yeah, uh, not super uh, close contact with the riders and stuff like that. Uh, I should probably get a little bit better at keeping contact and stuff. But yeah, I talk to the to the star guys and uh, try and say hi to them. Uh, no hard feelings and stuff. There, still talk to those guys, uh, Brad, all of them. Really good people over there. So yeah, a lot of respect for them. Yeah, good stuff. And yeah, sadly for for Justin there, he's at the, uh, the bottom end of that. So um, with uh, Hunter going down there, that then makes it uh, quite close. And obviously, yeah. Mm. Uh, quick talking point there that um, the, the cross flag incident I'm not sure if you've seen replays of that tie but Justin got uh, penalised five points for jumping on a red cross flag I think in his defence there was a, that rider in the way wasn't there Brad did you see it, it looked like he was blocking his vision um, just refresh my memory whereabouts was it on I remember I can remember Shimoda it going was off the track in the rollers and getting <laughs> penalised for that yeah, that was that um, was right. That was exactly right. Yeah, because, yeah he was definitely <laughs> just def- yeah, off the track, cooking <laughs> gears, skip half the ropes down the side. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> where where did Justin go off the track again? Uh, the same corner where uh, Ty and uh, AC collided. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, and then uh, yeah, there was uh, there was a rider oh, yes. just 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 picking himself up on the other side, and yeah, there, yeah, there was some I think um, footage from I mean, the side. Like, I don't Very know what, this, what that's like visually, but yeah, I think the flag is over on the right hand side of the jump, and you're sort of jumping left. Yeah. So I don't know how easy that Marshall point is to see. Ty could probably speak better on that than I can, but yeah, it looks like it would be easy to miss. Yeah, uh, I didn't really watch it super close. I kind of saw it uh, briefly, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, definitely didn't watch it close enough to say, but uh, I mean, I'm sure his intentions weren't to jump. No red cross flag and do some counterfeit. So, uh, but obviously it doesn't matter what your intentions are. You kind of jumped on it. But, yeah. Uh, watch it. I think the flag was on the right, and it's hard. You're jumping, and it's like you're looking this way. So, uh, yeah. But mm. I, I didn't watch it close enough to really say how it was or anything like that. Ain't it? It's so hard to tell. I mean, even how it looks and pair the rider. There's so many things. But uh, yeah, I mean, did jump on a cross flag though, so. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just tough because he literally yeah, was. Yeah, there's been a lot of kind of weird things all year. I feel like jumping on the cross flag, the one with Chase and Supercross, I didn't really agree with that one too much. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, there's been a couple ones, but it, it's hard to say. So Yeah, that's it. I mean, it was. Um, it, it, it seems to be just, it was just waving it just as he was approaching, and uh, there was a rider on the outside, like a lap rider, so I think he was... He was definitely trying to cut to the inside of that guy and yeah probably would not have been on the lookout for that and it, it was so close I mean it was uh, I think it was more uh, more just unfortunate from uh, from just inside yeah. there but yeah go on Knocked five points right yeah five points so basically saying that um, uh, the, the rule was that uh, you you get deducted two positions worth of points um, and then another place again so that's uh, that, and then another point on top of that is what you get deducted so it, so, must, uh, have been, it must have been quite tight between him and Vial for the podium 
Uh, yes, it was. It was. It was only two points. Two points uh, apart, even with that penalty. So yeah, that was yeah. that. But um, uh, yeah, so Hunter is uh, eleven points ahead now of Deegan. So that definitely makes it a bit closer after that one. Um, and then uh, Hampshire is twenty-two points further back. Uh, and uh, and uh, then believe it or not, Shimoda is still there in fourth place. So even though he's barely ever been in the podium there all weekend, he's still somehow high up in the points. It's a special Shimoda gift, I think, for him. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the yeah, consistency think... that guy's. A Incredible, but uh, yeah, eleven yeah. points. I mean, do you think Deegan's a genuine contender now, Ty? Do you think he's uh, really got his draw set on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a good rider. He's proven himself, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely got the right equipment and stuff in his corner. He's proven himself that he's a contender. But uh, yeah, really good rider and stuff. Uh, seems like good family and all that. But yeah, obviously, he's proven himself to be a contender. I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I think, proud to think he can challenge for the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think um, obviously that first thing crashes. Hunter's going to be sore now for probably a couple of weeks. Um, might have like knocked his confidence slightly as well. Um, obviously, Deegan's come off his first win, so his confidence is going to be right up there. Yeah, I mean, eleven points is not a lot. If he can sort of sort of stay in that top three at Southwick, and Hunter has a has a bad win where he's feeling the injuries and can only sort of salvage like a, a 7-7 or something um, yeah if you see the red plate on the star Yamaha going into sort of like the second half of the year and then um, yeah then it's sort of back in Hunter's court then he's the he's the one that's got to get things going it's been interesting isn't it yeah I mean uh, on the uh, on the subject there from uh, for the 250s then let's uh, do our picks then Brad if you want and uh, yeah Ty you're welcome to, uh, to give us a podium selection if you like as well so uh, we've got Southwick coming up so yeah this is where they thought Vial might be strong uh, with the sand coming up as well obviously Hunter's no mugging that sort of going and uh, yeah not quite sure what Deegan is like in the sand either that's a bit of an unknown quantity so uh, yeah where would you put them back what's your, what's your podium pick um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Justin Cooper for the win Ooh. Uh, then Tom Vial <laughs> again and yeah <laughs> And then oh, I want to say Hampshire, but I really just don't have any faith in him putting two races together. But <laughs> I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go Hampshire. I feel like he's gonna go like two six or two seven. Okay. Yeah, okay. Hampshire. Cooper VL Hampshire. Right. Okay. Cool. Mr. Masterpool, what would you say? Uh, I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I haven't you... watched this weekend, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about the two fifties. I'll I'll leave it uh, unpicked. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> completely bottled it. <laughs> there's, there's a little guest prize at the moment. It's not too difficult. It's not such a high uh, high uh, <laughs> high um uh, what do you call it? It's not quite a high bar. There really is not. No one's really got uh, got anything nailed down on those predictions. So yeah, I think you throw three names out there right. if you like. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't know two uh, fifties. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably say uh, Hunter, maybe right. first. And then uh, I think Levi Kitchen might be up there. He did uh, good last year, I believe, at Southwick. I think mm-hmm. he's a challenging jet. Yeah. So, uh, Levi. And then uh, yeah, I think Deegan will do good there. He's uh, obviously trains in Florida, so a lot of sand. So, um, yeah, I feel like those three. And obviously Deegan, his confidence is going to be up, good vibes and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, probably by those three but uh, I've really been watching the 250 class yeah <laughs> <laughs> just, just, 
super busy and stuff but uh, i was actually gonna watch it right after this on the spin bike i was gonna do that and put on the races so cool. yeah no worries no worries I'll, I'll put a little asterisk next to your name then okay for that one i'll, I'll give you a bonus point and that's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, for myself there, I think I am going to go with I'm going to go with the VR win. Stuff it, I'm going to do it. Let's uh, let's have it. I think the uh, this is where the uh, the Euro will prove his strength. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, I, I, I like your I like your star guys. I think that's quite a good uh, a good shout. I don't know about Cooper. I don't know about Hunter. Oh, the two fifties is just all over the place. Um, yeah, okay, right. So I'll stop I'll stop faffing. Uh, yeah, Cooper. <laughs> No, no, I can't oh, stop fucking. Uh, no, I'm really pay- this is really painful. Sorry. Um, just throw a dart at it. Just <laughs> you got people going seven one for second and nine two for fourth. Is doesn't yeah, matter. Okay. Fial, <laughs> Cooper, Kitchen. There we go. All right, I'll get that one. There we go. All right. I mean, last last weekend it, I went 11, 11, 3, 4, 2 for first. So did, how did that happen? <laughs> I was still trying to think of that. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, I don't know. Man. That's some yeah. We sat around, sat around the barbecue Saturday, and I went eleven, eleven three, and I was, t- I was in second. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on, but hey, I'll take um, a win. Yeah, absolutely, fair <laughs> play. Yeah, that's a totally bizarre one, but yeah, great stuff. Yeah. All right, then, right. Thanks for your predictions, guys. And uh, sorry to push you that time, but yeah, I felt like I insisted a bit too much. But hey, stuff. It's all good stuff. And uh, yeah, of course, the four fifties again, ten out of ten. I mean, the Jetster is just flying away. Incredible stuff. I mean, yeah, you were there, and and obviously right right in this case there, Ty, and uh, yeah, I loved your reaction there. It's like a moment there he goes. <laughs> um, but uh, Chase, I mean, Dylan sort of surprised him there. Yeah, with a bit of pace there in the second race, um, and uh, yeah, Chase was sort of there or thereabouts. So uh, considering it's his return to racing, like you say, Ty, so difficult to come off the the couch and go there. Um, I mean, in the sand, I don't know. How, how are you feeling with Southwick? How are you feeling with the sand? What's your thoughts about that place? Uh, I like it. Uh, it kind of surprised me my rookie year. It's not really super sandy, honestly, believe it or not. It's the hard. Uh, the, it's a very hard-packed base there. So uh, it's very sandy on top, and then everyone sand is like one of the most greatest compactors. So it's the base is super hard-packed. It'd kind of be cool if they ripped it or something to break the base to make it really sandy and stuff mm. like that. But, uh, yeah, it's a really hard-packed base, so it's like you're skating a lot on the track so it kind of be cool to get more sandy and stuff like that but obviously uh it's a really cool track i like it there uh very cool man's track and just gnarly i mean definitely mm. test their fitness standing up a lot really gnarly track kind of cool where it's at like you know valley yeah. uh, really almost cool. um it almost looks like it needs a lot of rain leading up to it to sort of yeah really sort of get in in the sand like down deep and really yeah soften it right up yeah um, and i think with obviously uh all the rain over the years and stuff i think most of the sand has kind of washed yeah. off as a track and stuff but uh yeah I mean, to me deeper the better sandier the gnarlier rougher gnarlier make it gnarly like that yeah, it's, it's definitely tracks already gnarly, but gnarlier the better. <laughs> <laughs> Glutton for punishment. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Okay, then. So, uh, do you want to predict the race that you're going to be in? Yeah, I'll do Okay, it. okay, cool. Okay. I'll let you fire away then. Go on. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Jet first. I think he uh, deserves that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, Jet or Chase uh, first. But yeah, probably Jet first, Chase second. I don't know. 
feel like I gotta go with myself. I got. I got yeah, let's do it. Up there, so yeah. <clears throat> for third, I got. I got to keep the confidence and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Look at that. You're yeah. mature. Mature yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. Excellent stuff. Okay, um, Brad, what do you uh, yeah, I think we've got to go with Jet. He's, yeah, I mean, he was good there last year. Um, obviously on a roll. Um, I, I feel like Chase is going to struggle for some reason. Don't know why. I, don't, I think obviously the time off the bike. Um, I think is. I think that we'll see the race fitness, um, the lack of race fitness, play a part. So I think. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Ferrandis. <clears throat> um, and then I think I'm going to go with I think AP's going to be a 4-4 four, four for third but I think Ty's going to get third in the second <laughs> one <Sure>. okay <laughs> no but yeah a lot of reasons. I mean a third would be an honour there so yeah these guys are really good so I see I see grinding <laughs> out for grinding out for a fifth in the first one then a, then a third in the second one oh you're going to you're going to make a right asshole now aren't you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't, I can't look past Chet for the win. That's just uh, a given, I think. And I do agree with you on Chase. Yeah, I think you're exactly right there. Uh, I'm not going to mess around this time. I'm just going to say AP second and DF third. There you go. Sorry, Ty. Ferrandis third. Very right. good. I need yeah, to get some. I need, no I need to get some ground on this guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I'll, I'll cheer you all the way if you're up there. That'd be fantastic. Especially if you've uh, yeah come straight from our show to the podium. That'd be brilliant. So yeah, if you do, give a shout out to MX Vice on the podium. Right. That's that's. <laughs> yeah. That's a little, a little bonus. <laughs> it was all because of those English guys. That's what we want to hear. <laughs> but uh, yeah, brilliant stuff. So I mean, um, so you are looking forward to that then? And uh, do you know, I saw, I just saw a name down the results list, which actually caught me by surprise. Lars Van Berkel is racing in the states. Did yeah. you realise that? I didn't realise that. I just saw the name on the uh, results sheet just then. I was like, wow, that's bizarre. So yeah, yeah so, so he's uh, getting himself over there just in time for a bit of sand then. He did a couple last year, I think it might have been Southwick. He was he was in a first turn well, he went off the track in the first turn and cleaned out cleaned out De Costa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was him that, that uh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's not uh, going to win you any friends over there, is it? Jeez, fair play. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, yeah, I think he cleaned him out, and I, th- I think he might have posted something on his story at the time, just sort of like saying, um, t- like, just two guys chatting about GPs, and this is him flying through the air into Costa, just in a pile. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that would be why he's on a Honda, not a KTM, then I guess they must yes. have withdrawn all the support then. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> So that'd be interesting to see how uh, I, I might change my predictions now. I might have yeah, a he'll, he'll on the uh, <laughs> beat Trace guy, isn't he? So yeah, he's good. He's good buddies with Hurlings, apparently. Isn't he? Is that right? Is that him? Or am I, am yes. I thinking right there? He's yeah. good, good mates to Jeffrey, isn't he? So uh, yeah, the um, Jeffrey Whisperer. Yeah, for sure. So um, I also think we're going to get uh, a couple of uh, British boys come over there, or at least a British a British Championship riders. John Adamson on the um, who is riding a gas gas over here, Scottish rider. Uh, I think he's making his way over for a few. Um, uh, a few nationals not sure if he's going to be there in time for Southwick um, but yeah I think the the following one what's the next one after that uh, Southwick it's uh, Millville 
Ah, right, yeah, okay, that's it. I think the definite will have a couple of Brits over there at Millville. So, yeah, and also um, uh, a guy that rides in the UK, an Estonian rider called Jürgen Matthias Talviku, who's pretty handy uh, on the 250 in the sand. So that would be uh, pretty cool. So I think a few guys were thinking, like, mm, Boutron's having a fifth. I might have a chance here of getting, uh, uh, getting across there. So uh, much like yourself, Ty, it's better just looking at that field and thinking, yeah, I can get in amongst that. So, yeah, uh, yeah so it's going to be good to see how they get on. Um, yeah, so uh, anything further to ask, I guess, there, Brad, as time's running down? No, just, um, yeah, I mean, it just is awesome to see, uh, like, yeah, just a guy out there just doing it, like, just with a, a small group of people helping him out and, yeah, stick, sticking it to the man. <laughs> it's, good. it's good to see a man, a man for the for the privateers to rally behind. <laughs> so, um, what does your team consist of? Because I'm not sure if the the commentators are sort of exaggerating there when they say it's just you, your dad, and some mates or something. Is that what what what's, uh, what's the team like for yourself, Ty? How many people have you got helping you out? Uh, yeah, so uh, my dad's my uh, riding coach, and then I got my mechanic there, and then uh, my mom she cooks my food, and uh, it was just us. Uh, for the first couple of rounds, but now we're over at HBI. They're helping us out. Great uh, people over there. Really good people. I really appreciate them. So they're taking my bike to the round and uh, helping uh, us out. So they're part of the team and stuff now. But uh, yeah, for the first couple of rounds, this is my dad and my mom and my mechanic. And, uh, <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you're getting extra support as well. That's that's really nice that the industry sort of helping you out there because uh, yeah, so especially that that last to uh, yeah right up there in uh, yeah. Thunder Valley was a, a, a stunning ride. Did that surprise you? Did that sort of just or did it just feel natural? I mean, just just suddenly you're up there. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely felt pretty natural. It was uh, you're you're still in the zone when you're out there too. So uh, after I was. Uh, kind of took a little bit to sink in what I just did but uh yeah I mean out there I was just so focusing on this technique no I mean the squeezing the track was so gnarly if you had one little uh brain fart or anything like that you would uh the track would uh no I mean uh bite you and it, it was really rutted so yeah I was just staying in the zone but I think like 30 minutes or so after the race I was like it was all sinking in so yeah it was pretty <laughs> and just to be around those uh the champions I mean a lot of respect for those riders they're the best in the business and stuff so uh yeah definitely uh green I repair yeah superb superb um just to educate those who don't actually know what what did actually happen to to Jesse to to your brother uh so uh yeah he passed away at uh 14 years old uh racing uh just uh had a crash and uh yeah passed away oh shit Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. That wasn't. I wasn't aware of exactly of, of what happened there. So yeah, it's um, yeah definitely merited that point to the sky. So I'm sure yeah. we'll see that again if you get on the podium for sure. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brilliant stuff. Okay, nice one. Well, I mean, there's, there's a question I've asked a few people on the, on these podcasts here, just to end on a positive note. There, what would you say has been your absolute best feeling driving away from a motocross track? When was that? When would you say was your best day on a motocross circuit? And you come away buzzing and uh, yeah, but uh, that you would say and, and, and why? Uh, uh, definitely my favorite moment would be uh, getting the whole shot and uh, pointing up to my older brother Jesse. It wasn't even planned at all. It was kind of fun. <laughs> I got a whole shot and I was like, I got such a big whole shot. I do something. So I. But then right after that, I was like, oh no, I don't want people thinking like I'm number one and talking. <laughs> And all this so I was like I didn't want to get taken that way but luckily it didn't get taken that way at all and stuff like that uh, everyone knew that I was pointing up to my older brother Jesse and luckily that didn't backlash on me I didn't want people thinking I'm number one screw everyone else or anything like that <laughs> 
but uh yeah that was uh definitely my favorite moment racing right there just uh felt his presence with me and uh yeah definitely the that's that's gonna be uh one of the favorite moments by for the rest yeah of so that's that was gonna be a tough one to beat yeah, that. Tough, so. that one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's cool you're up uh and stuff just for uh quite a few different things and it was funny uh ran into like some uh, fans and stuff there like your your master pulls a guy who uh pointed up did the number one and hit the rocko's leap and i was like that's all i know in person told you red bud you're just a red bud guy the kid who hit the rocko's leap on the 250 and the pointing up with the whole shot so it's funny Amazing. Well, I mean, yeah, until this year, of course, yeah, and this, now you're known as the guy that comes from uh, the back towards the front at uh, Thunder Valley. So, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's another good one. So, yeah, great yeah. stuff. All right, well, Tyler, better wrap it up from there because, uh, yeah. yeah, we're hitting that sort of time. Sorry, Brad, did you have another one? No, I was just going to say with, um, obviously, now Deegan sort of won his, won his first overall. Do we, is he going to, do you think he's going to come out with the spikes on the shoulder pads at, um, uh, it's Southwick on his on his body armor, <laughs> full metal militia. Yeah. I don't know if that would be allowed or not anymore. How uh, <laughs> do buddy? Some uh, metal militia. <laughs> yeah, get some foam uh, rubber spikes on it. Eh? I, if they're yeah. soft enough, you'd be fine. Yeah, I gotta do something. No, that'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was surprised to not see him ghost ride it across the middle there. That would be something. Else, but yeah, it's probably probably yeah. found on there. <laughs> Uh, nice one good stuff okay so yeah massive thanks uh, again to our sponsors there of course yeah the uh, uh, AS3 performance uh Sorry, yeah. Massive thanks to our sponsors. The podcast brought to you by S3 Performance, and uh, yeah, they supply. Oh, I've got this wrong again. Hang on, start again. <laughs> I got the edit button. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Massive thanks to, that, to our sponsors. This podcast brought to you by S3 Performance, who stock a huge selection of aftermarket motocross parts available for the 1980s Evo two-stroke bikes uh, through to the current four-stroke machines. And of course, uh, yeah, Kawasaki Motors UK, of course, uh, supply fantastic bog standard bikes as written by both of uh, uh, the people who join me in this podcast here, both Ty and Brad, running standard machines to great effect. Uh, Brad, obviously, yeah, more British Cup champion, and, uh, yeah, Ty doing his stuff out there in the AMA. So, yeah, Kawasaki Motors UK, please to announce the arrival of the new KLX 140R range uh, with an easy-to-ride 144cc four-stroke engine, push-button start, and uh, plush suspension, making for great trailblazers in three different sizes, from juniors right up to uh, opening the door on adult riding. So, yeah, contact your local off-road dealership for more information. Fueled by Golf Race Fuels across sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing, and further afield, the Golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline. And then, of course, please help us by going to even strokes.com for your goodies in the uk yeah and using the discount code bradwheeler10 uh yeah put that in when you check out you save yourself 10 percent on your overall price that's bradwheeler10 put that in and uh yeah anything you buy even strokes goes straight back into into the motocross world by mx vice so um yeah anything you do keeps us doing these podcasts if you enjoy them so um evenstrokes.com for all your all your motocross stuff great stuff well thanks again so much for joining us Ty it's been uh, brilliant to have you on board sir and uh, yeah it's been great just to uh, see your progress this year and hopefully the podium this weekend yeah yeah heck yeah thank you guys uh, for thinking of me and having me on appreciate it no problem at all and thanks to everybody for listening to this podcast uh, Brad and myself will be back next week with another rider or uh, maybe another guest so yeah thanks everybody for joining us and speak to you next time take care cheers yeah.